five of the good-natured man this librivox recording is in the public domain the good-natured man by oliver goldsmith act five scene an inn enter olivia and jarvis well we have got safe to the inn however now if the post-chaise were ready the horses are just finishing their oats and as they are not going to be married they choose to take their own time you are forever giving wrong motives to my impatience be as impatient as you will the horses must take their own time besides you don't consider we have got no answer from our fellow-traveller yet if we hear nothing from mr leontine we have only one way left us what way the way home again not so i have made a resolution to go and nothing shall induce me to break it ay resolutions are well kept when they jump with inclination however i'll go hasten things without and i'll call too at the bar to see if anything should be left for us there don't be in such a plaguy hurry madam and we shall go the faster i promise you exit jarvis enter landlady what solomon why don't you move pipes and tobacco for the lamb there will nobody answer to the dolphin quick the angel has been outrageous this half hour did your ladyship call madam no madam i find as you're for scotland madam but that's no business o mine married or not married i ask no questions to be sure we had a sweet little couple set off from this two days ago for the same place the gentleman for a tailor was to be sure as fine a spoken tailor as ever blew froth from a full pot and the young lady so bashful it was near half an hour before we could get her to finish a pint of raspberry between us this gentleman and i are not going to be married i assure you maybe not that's no business o mine for certain scotch marriages seldom turn out well there was of my own knowledge miss mcfag that married her father's footman alack a day she and her husband soon parted and now keep separate cellars in hedge lane aside a very pretty picture of what lies before me enter leontine my dear olivia my anxiety till you were out of danger was too great to be resisted i could not help coming to see you set out though it exposes us to discovery may everything you do prove as fortunate indeed leontine we have been most cruelly disappointed mr honeywood's bill upon the city has it seems been protested and we have been utterly at a loss how to proceed how an offer of his own too sure he could not mean to deceive us depend upon his sincerity he only mistook the desire for the power of serving us but let us think no more of it i believe the post-chaise is ready by this not quite yet and begging your ladyship's pardon i don't think your ladyship quite ready for the post-chaise the north road is a cold place madam i have a drop in the house of as pretty a raspberry as ever was tipped over tongue just a thimbleful to keep the wind off your stomach to be sure the last couple we had here they said it was a perfect nosegay ecod i sent them both away as good-natured up went the blinds round went the wheels and drive away post-boy was the word enter croker well while my friend honeywood is upon the post of danger at the bar it must be my business to have an eye upon about me here i think i know an incendiary's look for wherever the devil makes a purchase 
he never fails to set his mark ah who have we here my son and daughter what can they be doing here i tell you madam it will do you good i think i know by this time what's good for the north road it's a raw night madam sir not a drop more good madam i should now take it as a greater favour if you hasten the horses for i am afraid to be seen myself that shall be done why solomon are you all dead there what solomon i say exit bawling well i dread lest an expedition begun in fear should end in repentance every moment we stay increases our danger and adds to my apprehensions there's no danger trust me my dear there can be none if honeywood has acted with honour and kept my father as he promised in employment till we are out of danger nothing can interrupt our journey i have no doubt of mr honeywood's sincerity and even his desires to serve us my fears are from your father's suspicions a mind so disposed to be alarmed without a cause will be but too ready when there's a reason why let him when we are out of his power but believe me olivia you have no great reason to dread his resentment his repining temper as it does no matter of injury to himself so will it never do harm to others he only frets to keep himself employed and scolds for his private amusement i don't know that but i'm sure on some occasions it makes him look most shockingly discovering himself how does he look now how does he look now ah undone how do i look sir i am your very humble servant madam i am yours what you're going off are you then first if you please take a word or two from me with you before you go tell me first where you are going and when you have told me that perhaps i shall know as little as i did before if that be so our answer might but increase your displeasure without adding to your information i want no information from you puppy and you too good madam what answer have you got hey a cry without stop him i think i heard a noise my friend honeywood without has he seized the incendiary ha ah, no for now i hear no more on it honeywood without then sir it was mr honeywood that directed you hither no sir it was mr honeywood conducted me hither is it possible possible why he is in the house now sir more anxious about me than my own son sir then sir he's a villain how sirrah a villain because he takes most care of your father i'll not bear it i'll tell you i'll not bear it honeywood is a friend to the family and i will have him treated as such he shall study to repay his friendship as it deserves ha rogue if you knew how earnestly he entered into my griefs and pointed out the means to detect them you would love him as i do a cry without stop him fire and fury they have seized the incendiary they have the villain the incendiary in view stop him stop an incendiary a murderer stop him exit oh my terrors what can this tumult mean some new mark i suppose of mr honeywood's sincerity but we shall have satisfaction he shall give me instant satisfaction it must not be my leontine if you value my esteem or my happiness whatever be our fate let us not add guilt to our misfortunes consider that our innocence will shortly be all that we have left us you must forgive him forgive him has he not in every instance betrayed us forced me to borrow money from him which appears a mere trick to delay us promised to keep my father engaged till we were out of danger 
and here brought him to the very scene of our escape? Don't be precipitate. We may yet be mistaken. Enter Postboy, dragging in Jarvis. Honeywood entering soon after. Aye, master, we have him fast enough. Here is the incendiary dog. I'm entitled to the reward. I'll take my oath I saw him ask for the money at the bar, and then run for it. Come bring him along. Let us see him. Let him learn to blush for his crimes. Discovering his mistake. Death, what's here? Jarvis, Leontine, Olivia, what can all this mean? Why, I'll tell you what it means. That I was an old fool, and that you are my master. That's all. Confusion. Yes, sir, I find you have kept your word with me. After such baseness, I wonder how you can venture to see the man you have injured. My dear Leontine, by my life, my honor. Peace, peace for shame, and do not continue to aggravate baseness by hypocrisy. I know you, sir. I know you. Why won't you hear me? By all that's just, I knew not. Hear you, sir? To what purpose? I now see through all your low arts. You're ever complying with every opinion. You're never refusing any request. Your friendship is common as a prostitute's favors and as fallacious. All these, sir, have long been contemptible to the world and are now perfectly so to me. Aside. Huh. Contemptible to the world? That reaches me. All the seeming sincerity of your professions, I now find, were only allurements to betray, and all your seeming regret for their consequences only calculated to cover the cowardice of your heart. Draw, villain. Enter Croker, out of breath. Fast the villain, fast the incendiary. Seizing the postboy. Hold him fast, the dog. He has the gallows in his face. Come, you dog, confess, confess all, and hang yourself. Zounds, master, what do you throw me for? Beating him. Dog, do you resist? Do you resist? Zounds, master, I'm not he. There's the man we thought was the rogue, and turns out to be one of the company. How? Mr. Croker, we have all been under a strange mistake here. I find there is nobody guilty. It was all an error, entirely an error of our own. And I say, sir, that you are in an error, for there is a guilt and double guilt, a plot, a damned Jesuitical, pestilential plot, and I must have proof of it. Do but hear me. What? You intend to bring them off, I suppose? I'll hear nothing. Madam, you seem at least calm enough to hear reason. Excuse me. Good Jarvis, let me then explain it to you. What signifies explanations when the thing is done? Will nobody hear me? Was there ever such a set so blinded by passion and prejudice? To the postboy. My good friend, I believe you'll be surprised when I assure you. Sure me nothing. I'm sure of nothing but a good beating. Come then, you madam, if you ever hope for any favor or forgiveness, tell me sincerely all you know of this affair. Unhappily, sir, I'm but too much the cause of your suspicions. You see before you, sir, one that with false pretenses has stepped into your family to betray it. Not your daughter. Not my daughter? Not your daughter, but a mean deceiver, who, support me, I cannot— Help! She's going! Give her air! Hi, hi! Take the young woman to the air. I could not hurt a hair of her head, whosoever daughter she may be. 
not so bad as that neither excellent all but croker yes yes all's out i now see the whole affair my son is either married or going to be so to this lady whom he imposed upon me as his sister hi certainly so and yet i don't find it afflicts me so much as one might think there is the advantage of fretting away our misfortunes beforehand we never feel them when they come enter miss richland and sir william but how do you know madam that my nephew intends setting off from this place my maid assured me he has come to this inn and my own knowledge of his intending to leave my kingdom suggests the rest but what do i see my guardian here before us who my dear sir could have expected meeting you here and what accident do we owe this pleasure to a fool i believe but to what purpose did you come to play the fool but with who with greater fools than myself explain why mr honeywood brought me here to do nothing now i am here and my son is going to be married to i don't know who that is here so now you are as wise as i am married to whom sir to olivia my daughter as i took her to be but who the devil she is or whose daughter she is i know no more than the man in the moon then sir i can inform you and though a stranger yet you shall find me a friend to your family it will be enough at present to assure you that both in point of birth and fortune the young lady is at least your son's equal being left by her father sir james woodville sir james woodville what of the west being left by him i say to the care of a mercenary wench whose only aim was to secure her fortune to himself she was sent to france under the pretense of education and there every art was tried to fix her for life in a convent contrary to her inclinations of this i was informed upon my arrival at paris and as i had been once her father's friend i did all in my power to frustrate her guardian's base intentions i had even mediated to rescue her from his authority when your son stepped in with more pleasing violence gave her liberty and you a daughter but i intend to have a daughter of my own choosing sir a young lady sir whose fortune by my interest with those who have interest will be double what my son has a right to expect do you know mr lofty sir yes sir and know that you are deceived in him but step this way and i'll convince you croker and sir william seem to confer enter honeywood obstinate man still to persist in his outrage insulted by him despised by all i now begin to grow contemptible even to myself how have i sunk by too great an assiduity to please how have i overtaxed all my abilities lest the approbation of a single fool should escape me but all is now over i have survived my reputation my fortune my friendships and nothing remains henceforth for me but solitude and repentance is it true mr hollywood that you are setting off without taking leave of your friends the report is that you are quitting england can it be yes madam and though i am so unhappy as to have fallen under your displeasure yet thank heaven i leave you to happiness to one who loves you and deserves your love to one who has power to procure you affluence and generosity to improve your enjoyment of it and are you sure sir that this gentleman you mean is what you describe him i have the best assurances of it his serving me 
he does indeed deserve the highest happiness and that is in your power to confer as for me weak and wavering as i have been obliged by all and incapable of serving any what happiness can i find but in solitude what hope but in being forgotten a thousand to live among friends that esteem you whose happiness it will be to be permitted to oblige you no madam my resolution is fixed inferiority among strangers is easy but among those that were once equals insupportable nay to show how far my resolution can go i can now speak with calmness of my former follies my vanity my dissipation my weakness i will even confess that among the number of my other presumptions i had the insolence to think of loving you yes madam while i was pleading the passion of another my heart was tortured with its own but it is over it was unworthy our friendship and let it be forgotten you amaze me but you'll forgive it i know you will since the confession should not have come from me even now but to convince you of the sincerity of my intention of never mentioning it more going stay sir one moment ha he here enter lofty is the coast clear none but friends i have followed you here with a trifling piece of intelligence but it goes no farther things are not yet ripe for a discovery i have spirits working at a certain board your affair at the treasury will be done in less than a thousand years mum sooner sir i should hope well yes i believe it may if it falls into proper hands that know where to push and where to parry that know how the land lies eh honeywood it has fallen into yours well to keep you no longer in suspense your thing is done it is done i say that's all i have just had assurances from lord neverout that the claim has been examined and found admissible quietus is the word madam but how his lordship has been at newmarket these ten days indeed then sir gilbert goose must have been most damnably mistaken i had it of him he why sir gilbert and his family have been in the country this month this month it must certainly be so sir gilbert's letter did come to me from newmarket so that he must have met his lordship there and so it came about i have his letter about me i'll read it to you taking out a large bundle that's from paoli of corsica that from marquis of squillaci have you a mind to see a letter from count poniatowski now king of poland honest pon searching oh sir what are you here too i'll tell you what honest friend if you have not absolutely delivered my letter to sir william honeywood you may return it the thing will do without him sir i have delivered it and must inform you it was received with the most mortifying contempt contempt mr lofty what can that mean let him go on 
let him go on you'll find it come to something presently yes sir i believe you'll be amazed if after waiting some time in the antechamber after being surveyed with insolent curiosity by the passing servants i was at last assured that sir william honeywood knew no such a person and i must certainly have been imposed upon good let me die very good <laughs> now for my life i can't find out half the goodness of it you can't <laughs> no for the soul of me i think it was as confounded a bad answer as ever was sent from one private gentleman to another and so you can't find out the force of the message why i was in the house at that very time it was i that sent that very answer to my own letter <laughs> indeed how why in one word things between sir william and me must be behind the curtain a party has many eyes he sides with lord buzzard i side with sir gilbert goose so that unriddles the mystery and so it does indeed and all my suspicions are over your suspicions what then you have been suspecting you have been suspecting have you mr croker you and i were friends we are friends no longer never talk to me it's over i say it's over as i hope for your favour i did not mean to offend it escaped me don't be discomposed zounds sir but i am discomposed and will be discomposed to be treated thus who am i was it for this i have been dreaded both by ins and outs have i been libelled in the gazetteer and praised in the st james have i been chaired at wildman's and a speaker at merchant taylor's hall have i had my hand to addresses and my head in the print shops and talk to me of suspects my dear sir be pacified what can you have but asking pardon sir i will not be pacified suspects who am i to be used thus have i paid court to men in favour to serve my friends the lords of the treasury sir william honeywood and the rest of the gang and talk to me of suspects who am i i say who am i since you're so pressing for an answer i'll tell you who you are a gentleman as well acquainted with politics as with men in power as well acquainted with persons of fashion as with modesty with lords of the treasury as with truth and with all as you are with sir william honeywood i am sir william honeywood discovering his ensigns of the bath sir william honeywood aside astonishment my uncle so then my confounded genius has been all this time only leading me up to the garret in order to fling me out of the window what mr importance and are these your works suspect you you who have been dreaded by the ins and outs you 
who have had your aunt to addresses and your head stuck up in print shops if you were served right you should have your head stuck up in the pillory ay stick it where you will for by the lord it cuts a very poor figure where it sticks at present well mr croker i hope you now see how incapable this gentleman is of serving you and how little miss richland has to expect from his influence ay sir too well i see it and i can't but say i have had more boarding of it these ten days so i am resolved since my son has placed his affections on a lady of moderate fortune to be satisfied with his choice and not run the hazard of another mr lofty in helping him to a better i approve your resolution and here they come to receive a confirmation of your pardon and consent enter mrs croker jarvis leontine and olivia where's my husband come come lover you must forgive them jarvis here has been to tell me the whole affair and i say you must forgive them our own was a stolen match you know my dear and we never had any reason to repent of it i wish we could both say so however this gentleman sir william honeywood has been beforehand with you in obtaining their pardon so if the two poor souls have a mind to marry i think we can tack them together without crossing the tweet for it joining their hands how blessed and unexpected what what can we say to such goodness but our future obedience shall be the best reply and as for this gentleman to whom we owe excuse me sir if i interrupt your thanks as i have here an interest that calls me turning to honeywood yes sir you are surprised to see me and i own that a desire of correcting your follies led me hither i saw with indignation the errors of a mind that only sought applause from others that easiness of disposition which though inclined to the right had not the courage to condemn the wrong i saw with regret those splendid errors that still took name from some neighboring duty your charity that was but injustice your benevolence that was but weakness and your friendship but credulity i saw with regret great talents and extensive learning only employed to add sprightliness to error and increase your perplexities i saw your mind with a thousand natural charms but the greatness of its beauty served only to heighten my pity for its prostitution cease to upbraid me sir i have for some time but too strongly felt the justice of your reproaches but there is one way still left me yes sir i have determined this very hour to quit forever a place where i have made myself the voluntary slave of all and to seek among strangers that fortitude which may give strength to the mind and marshal all its dissipated virtues yet ere i depart permit me to solicit favour for this gentleman who notwithstanding what has happened has laid me under the most signal obligations mr lofty mr honeywood i'm resolved upon a reformation as well as you i now begin to find that the man who first invented the art of speaking truth was a much cunninger fellow than i thought him and to prove that i design to speak truth for the future i must now assure you that you owe your late enlargement to another as upon my soul i had no hand in the matter so now if any of the company has a mind for preferment he may take my place i'm determined 
to resign. Exit. How have I been deceived? No, sir. You have been obligated to a kinder, fairer friend for that favor, to Miss Richmond. Would she complete our joy, and make the man she has honored by her friendship happy in her love, I should then forget all, and be as blessed as the welfare of my dearest kinsman can make me. After what has passed, it would be but affection to pretend to indifference. Yes, I will own an attachment, which I will find was more than friendship. And if my entreaties cannot alter his resolution to quit the country, I will try if his hands has not power to detain him. Giving her hand. Heavens, how have I deserved all this? How express my happiness, my gratitude? A moment like this overpays an age of apprehension. Well, now I see content in every face, but heaven sent we be all better this day three months. Henceforth, nephew, learn to respect yourself. He who seeks only for applause from without has all his happiness in another's keeping. Yes, sir, I now too plainly perceive my errors, my vanity, in attempting to please all by fearing to offend any, my meanness in approving folly lest fools should disapprove. Henceforth, therefore, it shall be my study to reserve my pity for real distress, my friendship for true merit, and my love for her who first taught me what it is to be happy. Exeunt Omnes End of Act 5